everyone. It is Jack, and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. It is the end of day nine, and I'm working on my app. At the moment, I am getting into the grind of data, setting up the data pipeline, tinkering with my classes in the classification of my model. Uh, so we've got handstand and not handstand are the two broad ones. But I'm trying to find ways that I can eliminate confusion in the confusion matrix between other similar things. For example, headstand is extremely similar to handstand. And, and so I'm tinkering with what, do I, what other classes do I specifically want to train, even though I might not use them in the end product. They might not actually be used. They might just be trained into the model specifically to help with differentiating the model. But before I get into that, top tip for today is neck mobility exercises. I'd been having a bit of neck pain for months and I kind of just ignored it. Um, you know that kind of pain when you turn your head to the side really far and then one of your muscles just, just like feels super tight and, and sore and it feels like it's restricting your mobility. If you, if you like do circles with your head, you get a lot of pain in like the neck and then inside the back muscles. I just put up with this for ages and then I asked my friend Dylan what he does to have amazing neck muscles <laughs> uh, because he has amazing neck muscles. And he said that he just does the basic neck mobility exercises every single day. And I thought, huh, what a concept. <laughs> uh, so I thought I'd give it a go. And turns out this actually works. If you do your basic neck mobility exercises every single day, it only takes like four or five days and then your neck feels so much better. So if any, if any of you out there are listening to this and you've got neck pain, it's a really simple fix. It just takes consistency. That's all it takes. You just have to do your basic neck mobility exercises every day. And so you want to do like your really slow head twirls. You want to do like ears to the shoulder. You want to do like looking behind you, those things. Um, there's actually a really great video on YouTube if you check out like basic neck mobility exercises and just do it every day. It's, it is such a game changer. It feels amazing to have really good neck muscles. <laughs> All right, so that's the top tip. Um, I don't have a lot to update on for today uh, as it is really just a bit of a grind right now. But getting into the nitty gritty of it has been really interesting. So I'm using Create ML, which is Apple's proprietary platform for building uh, machine learning models. And I got to say, this so far has been the easiest experience. Uh, you don't need to do you, you don't need to use any code for this. It's a completely no code platform. Uh, all you need to do is know how to get the right data uh, and to organize it and classify it. And so that's kind of the challenging part. But the great thing about this is that uh, it, it abstracts away the unnecessary complexity that comes later on when you are training the model and adjusting you know, iterations, hyperparameters, um, things like that. 
uh, when really what you want to do is get the right data in the beginning. Because if you don't have the right data, your model's not going to work properly. Uh, and, and then you have to go back to the drawing board because you use the wrong data to train the model. And it took you a while to figure that out because it was kind of hard to get to that end result of being able to evaluate the model. And Apple's got this really nice um, evaluation tab where you can just train a pretty simple model and then you can start evaluating it by or previewing it by throwing in a bunch of new content and watching it back. Um, so that's exactly what I've been doing. I trained my initial model with just 16 videos on uh, six classes. Uh, so we had we have entering handstand, we have sorry, we have preparing to handstand, we have entering handstand. Preparing to handstand is like you're going, you're standing up, and then you're moving down to put your hands on the floor, basically. Entering handstand is that you've you're like on the floor with your hands on the floor and now you have raised your feet off the ground and they're coming up upright. Handstanding is obviously you're in a handstand, um, you're completely inverted with both or just one hand on the floor and your legs are in the air in some orientation. Uh, and then exiting handstand is falling out of the handstand and then other, which is like standing up, laying down, sitting, walking around, you know, just anything, anything that's not one of these. Um, so I didn't really have a lot of content. Firstly, I wanted to just check that it was okay to take MP4 because in the documentation it mentions nothing about file type <laughs> and all of their examples are using .mov, which is the native file type coming from the iPhone uh, video recordings and also from um, iMovie, which I'm guessing it's they're sort of assuming that you're going to train your own models just using your own data from your own iPhone. And to me, that seems a little bit limiting. Um, so I wasn't sure if MP4s can will work because that's what what's coming off of Instagram. And it turns out they do. So that is cleared up. I don't have to worry about the MP4s. Um, Instagram is is just pumping data into my laptop right now. Uh, there's just so much, it's just unlimited data here and I'm super, super happy about that because whatever class I think of, whatever uh, pose that I want to classify that I can think of, I can get hundreds and hundreds of high quality videos directly from Instagram. It just takes a while, that's all. Um, just takes a really long time to to sift through it and to to get the data organized, edited, um, and into the into the right folders for the classification in order to train the model. So there's this whole process. It's like this whole pipeline that that you go through from you know finding the data, searching, exploring, selecting, downloading, editing, organizing, and then training. Um, and so you go through this whole process kind of not knowing what what to pick, which data actually you actually have to pick in the beginning. And that's, that is what Apple uh, is making super easy right now because I can, now that I've got my model, it's trained and it's got like a 50, like a 30 to 50% accuracy on each of these classes. Um, 
which isn't that great, but when you watch back the videos, it's doing all right. Like, it's, it's pretty good. If someone's in a very clean handstand and it's a clean video, I mean, it's getting it. Like, definitely, it's getting it 100%. Uh, it's, not, it's not like confusing that so well. The only thing is the edge cases. And so I don't know them yet and I'll, I'll find them out later. Um, the one thing that does make me slightly nervous, but this is the really interesting thing about deep learning. Uh, when I'm watching back the videos in the, in, the, in the preview mode, you can select to watch the video with the skeleton or the wireframe overlaid on top of the video, or you can watch it just with, without the video. So it's just a, bla a black background and then the wireframe all on its own, and you can kind of see what the person's doing. Apple's pose detector model, which draws this skeleton wireframe, it's called the vision model. It's so janky. It's really janky and intermittent and jittery. And it makes me nervous just watching this, this skeleton on the videos because it cuts in and out. It gets it wrong like pretty much 100% of the time. Um, it's getting confused with objects in the scene as to them being joints. And then it's drawing this weird ass skeleton that makes no sense. Um, and and yeah, it's just super jittery and janky. But the thing is that if you put enough of that weird, jittery, janky data into the machine learning model, it abstracts away the, the error and it still gets to the right classification in the end, even though it had limiting, limited data or uh, wrong data that w was not representative of the actual, what the skeleton should have looked like. Um, because the error with enough data becomes like a consistent error and then it still reaches the, the end classif classification that you told it that it had to reach that based on the data. So, yeah, it, it, it's a really interesting thing uh, to see this in action and to see it working um, because it just doesn't look like it should work at all and somehow it's just like, like magically does. Uh, and that's... <laughs> that's AI. But again, it's, it's probably also not perfect. And, and the thing that I'm kind of worried about is the edge cases. And when, when it just, like maybe if it, gets, if it gets the pose correct, you know, 90% of the time, I can throw this out as an MVP. But then if it's getting it wrong 10% of the time, it's still not really going to be very interesting to people as like this level playing field, com competitive game app where it's difficult to win and it's hard to cheat. And that's sort of what I'm going for. That is what I'm going for. I'm going for a game that's competitive and, and near impossible to cheat. And that's what makes, makes it so fun because you can't, you can't just cheat. You have to actually get good at handstands. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how we go. The other thing is that this model is just going to be a core ML model and I'm not, still not sure if I can use this on the web. Uh, so I may need to uh, rebuild it doing something else. Having said that, I will now know what data is good and what data is bad and how to do my classifiers and where the confusion lies based on using Apple's solution, create ML um, as my sandbox. So. 
It's still not a waste of time. This is still pretty good. That's it for today. Uh, I am going to switch off now and keep it short. It is Sunday. Um, thanks for listening and I'll catch you all tomorrow.